بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه مباركا عليه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى جل جلاله وعم نواله والصلاة والسلام على سيد الحبيب المصطفى صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد My dear brothers, dear sisters Nice to be in your midst to support this cause. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَمَنْ أَحْسَنُ قَوْلًا مِمَّنْ دَعَى إِلَى اللَّهِ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا وَقَالَ إِنَّنِي مِنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran that who better than the ones who, who better in speech than the one who invites to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he does good deeds and he says that I am from the believers, I am from the submitters so who better than the one who better in speech than the one who invites to Allah and who does good deeds so now what's the issue here is that it's very easy for some people to invite somebody to Islam to talk to somebody, if you're good at speaking it's easy to do that for some people. For other people, it's difficult. But what I've seen the most difficult thing to do is to keep somebody in Islam and not let them drift away afterwards. I was in Philadelphia several years ago and when I went from the masjid to downtown, nearly every tenth person that I met was a Muslim, meaning they said, Assalamu Alaikum. And I said, are you a Muslim? And they said, yes, but not a practicing one. It looks like they were all converts. They were all reverts. You can say converts, reverts. This, this word, uh, some people like to say convert. Some people like to say revert. They both work. Some people say you should call them revert because they were Muslim before and they've just come back to Islam. That's not entirely true. Because people aren't born Muslim. They're born on the fitrah. That's what the hadith says. The hadith says that they're born on the nature, the natural faith. When they become baligh and mature, that's when, they, that's when they adopt the faith and become true submitters to Allah in an active way. So either way, convert, revert, it doesn't make a difference. Also, there's people who've been Muslim for 20 years or 15 years or 5 years and they still can consider themselves to be new Muslim. They're not new Muslims anymore. Some masjids, they hold new Muslim classes. So then you get people who've been Muslim for 10 years, why are you coming here for? Right? I mean, you can come if you want to, but a new Muslim is just somebody who's just entered into the faith. Then after that, they should become normal. We should not treat them as different. Because all of us are new, in a sense. So we shouldn't treat them differently. We should treat them just like us. Now, one of the most difficult things for converts is to become incorporated into the Muslim community. And I'm very happy today, mashallah, to be here on this occasion because we don't get too many organizations who do the work that mashallah this organization is doing. It's called Nida, is that right? Nida. Not many people are doing this, especially in a place like Sri Lanka where 80% Sinhalese and uh, there's people who are trying to cause issues between Muslims and and, and, the, and the main, uh, you know, and then the Sinhalese people, the Buddhist people. So it's a good, good place where you need those people who do become Muslim, that they need support, they need to be shown strength, help, 
assistance, love. So then other people are encouraged also to do the same thing. So inshallah we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward this organization and I'm really mashallah very honored to be here because of that. As I said one of the most difficult things is that it may be easy for somebody to become Muslim but then to keep them in Islam and not let them drift away that becomes very difficult. That's why converts if you speak to converts they feel alienated a lot of the time because and they should not feel alienated. We should have such a structure in place that when they come we embrace them and we make them one of us so that they everything they've lost it can be transplanted. Now in some cases uh, some people get turned off because some people who convert to Islam they may have bad character, bad akhlaq, they may have certain problems. So because of that they people shun them, people don't give them support. They sometimes try to give them support but then when they find out that they have some bad character maybe some people are stealing it I mean converts don't steal that's not why they become converts but some people are like that so what happens is that this is just a normal human reaction that when somebody has bad character humans generally abandon shun them stay away from them but then what shaitan does is that he makes these converts think that they're shunning you because you're Muslim these are just some of shaitan's ways of trying to detract somebody even further. It's just natural for a person to try to avoid somebody with bad character. This is just because humans like good character. Even if they're bad character themselves, they like people with good character. And they will look down upon somebody with bad character even though they have bad character. It's just one of those things. A lot of the time what happens is, converts, in, especially in Western countries, and maybe in, in, uh, in Sri Lanka as well because in Sri Lanka the majority of the Muslims speak Tamil and they are of maybe Arab and other descents whereas the Sinhalese they're of a different ethnicity so when people of a different ethnicity convert to Islam whether that be in England or anywhere else the another thing we have to be very careful about is that they don't feel that they are being discriminated against because of racism because they tend to be from another community for example in the UK if somebody from a native Englishman becomes a Muslim becomes a Muslim most of the Muslims in the UK tend to be Indian Pakistani Arab African Somali etc now what happens is that they've got one Indian mosque, one maybe Sri Lankan mosque, one Pakistani masjid close by, one Somali masjid, one Arab masjid. When they go to any one of these, they see that everybody is just talking to each other, maybe sometimes even in their own language, and they feel they feel that people are being racist. That's why they don't want to speak to them. So I try to explain to them that that's not the case. Me with an Indian background, if I go to sometimes another background masjid, they may not even speak to me. Not because they're racist, it's just because they're inconsiderate. They're just not good akhlaq, that's why. Not because they're racist. You see, racism is a very strong idea. And as soon as somebody plants the idea that people are being racist, 
and in Islam we came into Islam not to be racist and these Muslims are all racist I have to try to explain to them they're not racist it's just they're just either ignorant they're not considerate they just don't care enough and they're just doing their own cultural thing so these are just some things because if we have our convert brothers and sisters here today I just want them to understand that they don't take it personally right everybody lots of people feel that way when they go to different places so just like with anything else when you enter something new when you purchase something new you need service after purchase service this is a normal thing when you buy a product you get support especially in the modern world you get support we should understand that, that when somebody's becoming a Muslim they need a lot of support and whose responsibility is that it is our responsibility because Allah gave us that responsibility to give them the support we're not the manufacturers but we are Muslim and we have been given the responsibility to support somebody so new Muslims need a lot of support there's one scholar from the Indian subcontinent who's mashallah worked very hard with converts and new Muslims in in India and he's done a wonderful job so I asked him that one of the biggest challenges that we have when people become Muslim is how to incorporate them into our community how to assist them and help them because they need a lot of support sometimes he said the advice he gave me gave me was wonderful he said the best way to do it is the way the Prophet ﷺ did it when the Muslims migrated from Makkah Mukarramah to Medina Munawwara. Now there everybody was a convert. So it wasn't a convert story because with the Prophet ﷺ, everybody was a convert, nearly. Uh, for until you know they had children and otherwise everybody converted from something. So the earliest Muslims, most of them, majority of them were converts. But when the Muslims from Medina Munawwara, Makkah Mukarramah went to Medina Munawwara, the way the Prophet ﷺ sorted it out, because look, if you have 10 people, 100 people maybe convert to Islam, you can't leave it to two or three people to help every one of them. We all need to share the responsibility. And the way to share the responsibility, the way the Prophet ﷺ did it, is from what we call in Arabic, Mu'akhat. Mu'akhat means to make brothers brotherhood and sisterhood so okay this person has become converted reverted to Islam this family is willing to take that person in and his family in or her family in so the focus of one Muslim family would be that one reverts family they don't have to worry about everybody else so we can split it up among us that would be one great way so that if we can have different people do that so create that kind of mu'akhat. So if every family decides that they can take the responsibility of one convert and their family, we can inshallah solve this issue. Because remember, most likely there'll always be, at least in the beginning, there'll always be more existing Muslims than converts. So it's easy to do so, that we can inshallah take that responsibility. Now, support for converts doesn't mean just giving them money there's a lot of support they need they need support on how to pray how to purify themselves how to do many different things about Islam because remember they're learning from scratch how long do we spend with our children educating them as they're growing up about Islam we send them to madrasa to maktab to teachers we teach them at home 
essentially a convert sometimes is similar except that they're more mature so they can learn a lot of things by themselves but they still need literature for example so mashallah I've had an opportunity to learn a bit about this organization and they're providing various different things whatever is needed to try to fulfill all the gaps but basically what they're doing is what we individually as families should be doing you know as I said the mu'akhat the brotherhood familyhood what they're doing is basically they're taking that responsibility the individuals who are involved, may Allah reward them abundantly and may Allah allow us to support them. So, the verse I read in the beginning, whoever invites people to Islam. One is, some of us find it very difficult to do that, to talk to somebody about Islam, what it means to be Muslim and so on. That's not easy for most of us. I find it difficult. How do you just suddenly start talking to somebody in the bus or in the tube or at work that this is what Islam is about now Islam if it if at this point if mashallah we had some great things happening in the Muslim world there are but in the media it's always negative so a lot of the time we're on the defensive now if there were many many things we could be proud of and we could show people then it'd be easier for us to share our religion because there's already an opening but you know what if we can't vocally verbally tell somebody about Islam ourselves, then helping an organization that helps them inshallah will also be inviting to the path the reason why it's still inviting to the path is because as I said in the beginning people come into Islam easily more easily but for them to stay there they need a lot of support and if we're not gonna give them the support then they're gonna go back out and they're gonna maybe sometimes go back out with a bad taste in their mouth so I think sometimes it's even more important to keep Muslims Muslims than to maybe bring even new ones. I mean, we can't compare the two because we need to do everything. You know, some people compare these things and you can't really compare them because it's all important. So one of the biggest feelings, uh, one of the biggest challenges for converts is the feeling of loneliness. Because remember, this is what's happening. When you become a Muslim, generally speaking for a lot of people, their friends will have a big their friends will have a big ob objection to that because you can no longer do with them you can't go out and drink with them you can't go and socialize in the same way so most many converts will give up their friends they'll have to find new friends you can't make friends just overnight it's difficult the friends you've had they could be lifelong friends that you invested so much time into to make them friends and now you've just suddenly lost them not just friends your own family sometimes in many cases with converts their families go against them they don't want anything to do with them especially in the current climate when there's just so much negativity about the faith how can you become a Muslim be, a, be some, some say you can be anything else but a Muslim subhanallah but that just shows the great strength of Islam that despite the negative media Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given such merits and credits and benefits in it that people see it despite all the negativity so they sometimes lose their family so they become very lonely that's why if they're ab abandoned by their community then we need to try to integrate them into our community and this can't happen overnight 
That's why I said this can't happen overnight. That's why we either individually do this. But unfortunately not every individual has the time or the motivation. So then we need the organizations. Now you can see the necessity for such an organization to be able to do this work. So if we can't do it directly, we at least help organizations like this to do this work for us. Another complaint from a lot of people is that when converts come, reverts come, they come with a lot of baggage. For example, there's many converts, they will, ha they will be single parents, single mothers. When they were not Muslim, they committed many wrongs. There's some converts who come in with a lot of tattoos on their body. Now, because of small things like this, I mean small in the sense that the fact that they've become Muslim now is a big deal. And all of these things, if Allah is willing to wipe them out, Al-Islam yahdimu ma kana qablahu. Islam eliminates everything that happened before. Because the reason it does that is because when a person becomes Muslim, it's a very powerful situation. They become Muslim saying that everything wrong that I've done, I'm giving it up. I am remorseful and regretful about it. And I'm making a tawbah. So essentially, it's becoming a Muslim is like a tawbah, like a repentance. So that's why all of that becomes forgiven. If Allah can forgive people for the craziest actions they did, because no longer are they doing kufr, no longer are they committing shirk, and they become Muslim, which is such a big deal and a big step. If they can be forgiving, then how can we not forgive that? So we need to look beyond that and not make them feel embarrassed about this. If they have illegitimate children, they have tattoos on their body, they have some other problems, that's minor in the context they're in, in terms of what, what they have done and the big step they have taken. And who knows where they will be in paradise, maybe even above us in Jannah. So we need to be more generous. We don't need to be stingy because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is generous. And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to take us, make us accountable for the wrongs that we have done, then can you imagine what, how we would fare? So if we help these people, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that this will be sadaqah jariyah for us. Now think about this. The Prophet sallallahu said that whoever shows the right way, that person who does the good thing that you sh we showed them, every time they do it, for as many years they do it, we get the reward for it. Free investment. If I am going to assist an organization which helps converts, then Allah is keeping a record of this. As many converts that will be strengthened by our support, then inshallah Allah is opening up an account for us, an investment account, a retirement account, whatever you want to call it. So now this convert, or I mean mashallah in, in countries like Sri Lanka and other places, our hundred pounds will go much further. Right? It's going to go really far because the, of the, the benefit that it can provide. All of that reward for as many times that they learn something, they become stronger, they feel confident, they feel part of the community, they feel helped and assisted. 
then inshallah, all of the benefit of that strength and all the good that they do. And remember, anybody who's practicing Islam is all good. All practice of Islam is good. So this person now, imagine you've helped two or three convert families with your money, with your support. For the rest of their life that they practice, we're getting reward for it. We won't even know maybe, we won't even know who they are. Because we've just supported and we've moved away. We will be rewarded for that. Now, if those people stay Muslim inshallah, they have children, and then they have children, for hundreds of years then, we will continue to get rewards. Because we help the first person. Right? So, every, he, obviously because we helped him and it helped to keep him Muslim or make him Muslim, the next person that he will help, which will be his children at least, his other family members, it can just grow. Right? And this is guaranteed growth. This is not like all of these other pyramid schemes. This is guaranteed growth. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq. We ask Allah to help make us, uh, give us the tawfiq to assist in this. And we ask Allah to strengthen these organizations, uh, to help and to strengthen. And we ask Allah that we can also play our part. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.